golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love it Because I love it. We love it. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home. On the fairways of I-4, in the house, Holly G, back from a beautiful week in lovely Myrtle Beach, where I was with 3,000 of my closest friends and golf fanatics at the 35th anniversary of the Myrtle Beach World Amateur Championship. The Chamber of Commerce put on the most spectacular weather the entire week, and it was a fantastic uh, five days of golf and Four evenings at the 19th hole. Uh, We've got a lot of golf to talk about tonight, including Bryson DeChambeau winning at the Dell Championship for his second straight FedEx Cup playoff victory. The scientist, he's proving that uh, it's not all just about protractors and uh, all kinds of uh, formulas. Bryson's got something figured out here in terms of consistency, and he is showing it now. We don't want to waste any time because we've got the third leg of the playoffs coming up this week and weekend from one of the most iconic golf courses in the Philadelphia, PA area, Aronimic Golf Club, Newton Square, Pennsylvania. And I had to go to one of my favorite, favorite golf insiders, who is the golf guru of everything Pennsylvania and the Philadelphia area. He's host of Golf Talk Live and the traveling golfer out of Philadelphia, my good friend, Tony Leodora. Hello, my friend. Well, Holly, hello to you. And uh, I'll tell you right now, I, I think I'm going to bet that it might be hotter and more humid in Philadelphia than it is in Orlando. It is a steam bath here in Philadelphia oppressive weather to play golf in the last couple of days uh, we have one more day of it tomorrow and then all of a sudden a huge break in the weather coming but they were sweating out at around today in the pro-am well i i have no doubt that it has been just kind of a sweltering heat wave that's gone up you know we we faced it in myrtle beach last week and i think it's just pushed up the coast first of all i know um yeah. i know you covered trust, trust me let me tell you one thing it was much more tolerable in Myrtle Beach last week. Uh, less humid, a little bit of breeze. We don't have any of that here right now. Believe me, that's how hot it is. Yeah, I, I do believe it. Um, so, you know, just eat an extra Philly cheesesteak sandwich to, to keep you going on the course. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you're out at Aronimic today. Um, just give our uh, listeners a, a little bit of an overview of this great golf course. Um, you know, one of my favorites because it's a Donald Ross design. I grew up at Donald Ross at Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester. So he's always one of my favorites. A little bit of restoration been done on this golf course. 
uh, bringing it back to its original design. You're absolutely right. It's a sort of a circuitous Donald Ross golf course. Um, went away drastically from the original Ross style in the 60s when Robert Trent Jones did a renovation on it and modernized it. Um, then Ron Pritchard, a Philadelphia area architect who is a Ross expert, I thought did a wonderful uh, renovation in 2004, getting ready for the senior players championship. Uh, but they decided to take it back even more in style. They resurfaced a bunch of photographs from way back then and handed it over to Gil Hansen. Frankly, I was very worried. The original word was that they were going to take it from 70-some bunkers to 100 and, 170 bunkers, and I just pictured the Sahara Desert. But it was very misleading when they said that because what they did was take huge bunkers and break them up into, um, like, a collection of bunkers with more of the ragged edges that Ross liked to use uh, rather than the high flashed bunkers that Jones put in and were, you know, were m more of the Tillinghast style, etc. cetera. So uh, it, uh, they did a really good job. I, I like the course the way it is right now. Um, it's in tremendous shape and uh, it's going to be an interesting week to say the least. Uh, because uh, unfortunately for Aronimic and for Philadelphia area golf, this is happening one year too soon. Uh, next year with the new schedule, it would have taken place in August. Uh, right now they're trying to run this tournament with the Super Bowl champion Eagles opening their season tomorrow. Uh, the Phillies in the uh, playoff hunt for the first time in a number of years. Uh, college football starting, you know, the high school football in the area. And they're just really struggling for attention. NBC Sports this morning did their morning 15-minute news show where they went, go over everything that's going on, and the BMW Championship got zero seconds, none, not a mention. Well, they for they forgot to call Tony Leodora and That's get right. him on that report. That's right. Uh, you know, it was funny. I, I talked to one of the pro-am participants today. Did an interview with Jay Wright, the head basketball coach at Villanova University, who also was hogging a bit of the headlines because he just signed one of the top three or four players in the entire country, a six-five Michael Jordan, two, and. Um, he played in the Pro-Am today, and when I told him that, there, that the BMW Championship got zero coverage this morning, he said, well, maybe they're just waiting till tomorrow, the real day it starts. I said, yeah, right, Jay. But nothing will get any word tomorrow. The Eagles open tomorrow night against the Atlanta Falcons. It's all Eagles all the time around here. They're fanatics. So you understand that. You're a football fan. Go Bills. I knew you would bring that up. Thank you very much. And I know you're just gloating and saying Super Bowl champions as often as you can in this segment. So I, I, am, I am bowing to the green and white Eagles. You, you, you deserve it. The city of, the city of champions. Uh, you know, also, don't forget, Villanova two national championships last three years. So 
It is right now the city of champions. Unlike, and we really beat unlike any Philadelphians to really gloat. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and rub it in everybody's face. Oh, my gosh. This town is just ridiculous right now. Well, as we know, uh, Tony, the, we're in the, the third leg of the playoffs. Uh, the cut has gone from 100 to 70 players. Things are getting tighter. And uh, let's talk about who you think we should be keeping our eye on. Of course, uh, just down the road from Aronimink is Marion. Uh, that should yes. that should have some good vibes for one Justin Rose, who we know <laughs> won there. Who else exactly. do you think? He won in 2013. He also won at Aronimink in 2010. He won the ATT there. Ooh. He loves it here. He loves it at Aronimink uh, and and. He was very pleased with the renovations that he saw, so he's got a good vibe going. Uh, Holly, you mentioned uh, Bryson DeChambeau. You know, I've heard many of the cuts. This was the first time I sat through an entire one of his press conferences. I thought my head was going to explode. (laughs) Uh, I mean, he was going talking about electrodes and EEG and, you know, uh, uh, plus and minus sides of his psyche, and I, I never heard anything like this. And and then after he would tell you all this, he'd say, but I'm not telling you anymore because I'm not giving away my secrets. It's the secret sauce, and that's what, you know, that's all I can tell you. And like anybody could have figured out what the secret was if that had been the secret in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it just, can you possibly imagine that? It, it just, it, it, well, no. I, I I couldn't tell you what what I could possibly uh, think that a Dustin Johnson must be thinking while <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau is is giving that. Or better yet, imagine Freddie Couples sitting in that press room at that moment. Oh my goodness! There would be a lot of smoke coming out of a lot of ears. We know that yeah. for sure. So I uh, want to get your, your uh, thoughts, too, on, you know, I think uh, um, Furick wasted no time, you know, delivering the news on his next three captains' picks, uh, of course, yeah. Tiger and Phil and Bryson. Uh, I'm curious who you think might be the 12th man next I week. Lo- I love how he does it. You know, I've known Jim Furick a long time, native Pennsylvania, but we spent a lot of time together, and I... I always just thought he was, uh, you know, a, a really intelligent guy, um, a grinder on the golf course, uh, but, you know, definitely a smart guy. And um, I think he made a smart decision here, too. He announced three of them, left the fourth dangling out there for those who think they have a chance to see how they perform under the added pressure of, all right, let's see how you do in the BMW, not only – is it for all the money they're playing there, but your spot on the Ryder Cup, too? Uh, I'm guessing it was directed at Tony Finau more than anyone else because he's the least pressure-tested of all these guys. By performance of late, he deserves to be in there, but this was Furyk's last test under pressure. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's a few others in the mix here. Uh, should they win? One guy I've had on my radar is Xander Shoffley, who, you know, played so great last year uh, in the yep. playoffs, has, you know, was rookie of the year, continues to, you know, just be this, 
you know, grinder. Uh, Kevin Kisner's on the radar. And then, uh, you know, a, a couple of people have said, well, you know, what you need is somebody who can hit the fairway and hit a green. And in the mix, I've heard Kyle Stanley based on his driving accuracy and somebody I've been keeping my eye on all year long who continues to trend upward, Keegan Bradley. Yeah, amazing how he's played of late. He really has. Uh, but, you know, a couple of those guys have also shown that um, uh, under the intense heat, they they, they falter a little bit. Uh, Kevin Kistner might be the uh, the second favorite to Finau, I would think. Uh, so the other guys really have good resumes also, but uh, we, we know that they, especially Bradley, seems to uh, falter a little bit. Um, it's by, by the way, I have to tell you this, since you know all these guys, it's nice to see the national press come into Philadelphia, and they're in the press room today, and some of the people you know, from, uh, our good friend Babs from uh, uh, Orlando, of course, was there all his years at, at Golf Week, and uh, Ronnie Green, and uh, uh, you know the people that have worked at, at some of the other publications like Sports Illustrated and, and uh, Gary Van Sickle, like, who's often on our show. Uh, Gary Van Sickle is there too. I'm sorry, I was I was blanking there for a second, but just. Like Marion in 2013, they were all seeking me out like I was the Pied Piper or something, and all with the same question. Where do we go close to here to get the best cheesesteak? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> at Marion, I finally printed out directions to like four different places. I got so tired of answering it. But uh, same thing happened here. It was really funny. Well, Tony, it's going to be a fantastic weekend weekend uh we're keeping aronimic uh on the radar and for anybody that wants to tune into your show because i know you're going to be doing all kinds of updates as well as your show on saturday morning they can go to golftalklive.net correct golf talk, that's that's right thanks i'll uh, golftalklive.net um it'll be posted on there anytime after about 10 o'clock we're syndicated so we're on a number of different shows throughout the day and night on saturday but if they go just to golftalklive.net online, they can listen to it at any time at their leisure and uh, find out a little bit about it. We'll have, uh, you know, we'll have uh, some interviews with some of the writers as well as uh, an, a real Philly sports interview that I did with Jay Wright today, uh, two Philly boys talking Philly sports. So it was really a lot of fun. I think they'll like that and, and some other insights into Aronimink and, of course, the play during the week. Well, as a former uh, president of the sports writers uh, there in Philadelphia and a longtime, uh, you know, columnist, you can't get any better uh, scoops and insight from Tony Leodora, my good friend. And he knows how to drink a mean chocolate martini. (laughs) Well, thank you, Holland. It's just great to be part the Golf Insiders. Great job. We love hearing it. All right. Thanks, my friend. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. More golf talk coming up. Stay with us. I really hate to lose. Ask and forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders in the house. Holly G. And we are talking the third leg of the PGA Tour playoffs. 
It's happening in beautiful Philadelphia at Aronimic Golf Club, uh, the BMW Championship. And uh, we're going to go live to the media center to our big dog, our favorite golf insider, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, Holly. How are you? Doing well. I've heard it's uh, pretty toasty up there, a little hot and humid. Oh, geez. It makes Florida seem balmy. That's uh, what that's what Tony Leodora told me in the first segment. Sounds like it's, yeah, it's, it's a little nasty. brutal. Yep. Uh, but it sounds like by Friday it might be a little bit better. So uh, got to make it through one day tomorrow, and then uh, things are going to cool off a bit. All right. Well, speaking of not cooling off, Bryson DeChambeau back-to-back in the FedEx Cup playoffs. I heard he uh, gave a mind-bender and physics uh, lesson in the in his presser today. Uh, can you uh, share a little bit with our listeners that uh, can break it down to physics for dummies? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, it, it, Bryson makes it sound simple to him. Um, I'm not sure it is to the rest of us. Uh, but he has a process and a and a way about about going going about his business that uh, you know that that obviously clicks for him and um, he's very analytical and and he's he's extremely um, into the numbers and the biomechanics and 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 you know the the various motions and angles and all the things like that that go into into the golf swing and. And uh, he's got it dialed in right now, whatever it is. It's, uh, you know, it's obviously some great golf. Now, I have to say, watching a little bit on Monday, there were times I thought I could uh, go to the kitchen and make a Philly cheesesteak sandwich as he was going through his numbers. A um, little bit of issue with pace of play. Um, I, I don't know. It just it seemed seemed long at times. Yeah, you're right. I I, I, I do think that is an issue. I mean, that's. It's a. Um, he was lucky you know, he was in the last group. Yeah, if your eye is trained on him, you see, you see how you know laborious the process is, and and uh, you know if he's paired with another player who's not fast, uh, it it really it really it really does bog down, and and that is something that they're probably going to have to address. I mean, as as we all know, the 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 penalties for slow play are just are just not effective. Um, and, uh, uh, it, it isn't, it is, it, it can, it can be a bit of a drag to, to watch all that play out. I agree. Uh, well, at the beginning of last year's wraparound season, I predicted that Tiger would win this year. I'm down to two tournaments, Bob. And as you were pointing out in your story this week, uh, he, you know, struggled again with the putting at TPC Boston. What are your thoughts on Tiger as we head to uh, this week and uh, the Tour Championship, hoping he's going to be at Eastlake. Yeah, you know, he's, um, he's played a lot of golf. And uh, I wrote last week, it, you know, who would have ever dreamed that we'd be talking about, is he, is he playing too much? Um, you know, there wasn't long ago, wasn't that long ago, when we wondered if he could play two weeks in a row. Now here he's playing three weeks in a row for the first time in over five years. And, you know, people say, oh, it's golf. You know, well, we all know it's, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, you know, there's the getting prepared to play golf. 
There's the actual rounds, the practice before, you know, the pro-ams. And now for the first time that I, I can ever recall, he skipped the pro-am this week. He did not play in the pro-am today. And as hot as it is here, that was a really wise move, I think. I, I think conserving energy and sort of being fresh is a, is a much bigger deal than him being in the pro-am today. And maybe that helps him tomorrow. Um, but, um, you know, obviously we've talked many times about big picture, how great this has been, uh, you know, how, how, how way better he's been than anybody could have really dreamed. Uh, and as you noted, he's still got two more chances. You know, I think if he can get to the tour championship, you know, it's only 30 players, you know, it, it just, it makes it a little bit easier to win, right? There's yeah. not as many people to beat. So. That would be, a, that would be a huge goal. Sure, and so, you know, he's he's within the top 30 right now. He's 25th in the points. To be honest with you, he doesn't have to do a lot this week to get there. I mean, a top 30 finish is sort of, um, you know, the ballpark number that he needs, uh, give or take a few spots. And, you know, with only 69 players in the field, uh, Daniel Berger withdrew, you know, he's really only got to beat half the field. So, um I, 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 and, and obviously I think people would like to see him do better than that. So uh, I think there's a pretty good chance he makes it to Atlanta. And even if he doesn't win there, I think it's a pretty much a win-win year for him. And he's got a lot to build on going into the next season. Absolutely. Uh, we were talking in the first segment a b- little bit about the golf course, Aronimink, which is a, a Donald Ross design. Uh, near and dear to my heart as I grew up on a Donald Ross design up in uh, Oak Hill in Rochester. I found an interesting fact. Uh, it's the only time, which was 1962, that the big three won all four majors in a calendar year, Palmer, Nicholas, and Player. Uh, and that was really the, the height of their massive popularity. How about that? Yeah, that's right. Gary Player won the PGA at Aronimink, uh in 62, and... And uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Jack won the won the, won the U.S. Open that yep. year, and Arnie won the Masters in the British. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, that is a good little stat. And uh, uh, you know, they're getting the PGA Championship here again. Uh, I believe it's 2027. And Tiger's tournament, the former Quicken Loans, uh, was played here for two years. In 2010 and 11, uh, that was uh, because they had a move out of D.C. while while they were getting ready for the U.S. Open. Right. And uh, you know it's not an easy track. I mean, it's it's par 70, uh, only two par fives. Now my guess is they set it up a little bit more benignly. They do not want these guys to be grinding right now. Um, so uh, again, I think we'll see decent scoring. Um, and, you know, to be honest with you, talking about Tiger, I don't think it helps him these, these last two weeks where guys have really had to make a lot of birdies. Um, you know, yeah. uh, that's not really Tiger's game anymore. Uh, he's way better off when par is a good score and when, you know, you shoot two or three under, that's a good score. Uh, he... Uh, you know, last week he made 15 birdies for the week. Bryson made 13 birdies in eagle on the weekend. You know, Crazy. I mean, that's, that's yeah. just, you know, that's obviously a big difference. So um, it'll be interesting to see. It looks like Tiger might make another putter switch this week. He was 
you know, yesterday he was working with the old Scotty Cameron, so we'll see. He's just got to find some magic on the greens because he's been hitting the ball just just fine and 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 really giving himself chances and hasn't been converting. Another sort of hidden, um, uh, you know, um, challenge at Aronimink are the par threes. They're they're stout. Three of them playing longer than I think it's two hundred ten yards. And I I found this interesting stat in t- two thousand eleven. As you were alluding to at Quicken Loans, players only hit the green 60% of the time, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, you're right. To have three par threes that length, um, you know, that's, that's another thing that, that really, like, when you look at the scorecard yardage, it, it doesn't take that into account at first glance, you know, to, to, to have only two par fives and then, and then three of the par threes are that long. Yeah, it really makes it a fairly long golf course. And, uh, uh, you know, now obviously that plays into the hands of the guys who are good with with medium to long irons. And uh, so, uh, but uh, again, that's that's not what they're used to, you know. Uh, You know, last week I know there was one par three that was fairly lengthy, but, you know, you had guys playing the other par threes with, you know, seven, eight, nine irons most of the time and, (laughs) <laughs> that that probably isn't going to be the case here. Right. So uh, who's who's your pick for Sunday? Um, well, who's who's you know, your uh, who's your pick and who needs it the most? I'll give you two. Well, I I picked Tony Finau. I don't think he needs it the most, but um, you know he's been trending so well. Um, played uh, you know he's got ten top tens this year. He's been top four in each of the playoff events in the running for that last uh, captain's pick. And uh, so, you know, it would be great for him to get a win at this point. And, and why not? You know, he's, he seems to have been playing pretty well. That would sure, certainly make him a lock for Jim Furyk's uh, final pick next week. No doubt Absolutely. about it. All right. Thanks, as always, Bob Herrig. Catch out all his coverage the rest of this week at ESPN.com. You're listening to Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. More golf talk coming up. Won't pay the price. I love my muni. I think it's nice. Swing We're back. The, the Golf Insiders in the house. Holly G. Getting ready for the third leg of the PGA Tour playoffs. We're heading to Philadelphia, PA. They'll be teeing it off tomorrow morning at Aronimate Golf Club, the BMW Championship. This is when the pressure really starts to build as we get towards the final FedEx Cup playoffs. And, of course, to break it all down for us, we've got to go to our favorite mental coach, the one, the only, Dr. Bob Winters, sports psychologist, author, and uh, makes his home over the Ledbetter Golf Academy right here in Orlando. And is also PGA t- host of SiriusXM PGA Tour radio show along with David. So, Dr. Bob, you're, you're joining the ranks. Well, you know, thanks for having me on, Holly G. A, a pretty big day with Coach uh, Thomas Bjorn naming, you know, the four European Ryder Cup players. And it's going to be a fantastic Ryder Cup, i got to tell you. It looks, you know, very, very equal, both sides. What do you think? Well, I'll tell you what. I was, uh, Garcia, I thought was a lock. You know, I mean, he is the, the, the life and blood of the European side of the Ryder Cup, right? Uh, 
Paul Casey, given the way he's played this year and his win at Valspar, Ian Poulter, again, you know, he's the bulldog of the of the European team. Now, where I went a little different in the pick was I was all on uh, I, I was going for Rafa Cabrera Bayo over Stenson. I was I was as well. Obviously, he's one of David's students, and I think he would have been a great fit and would have been a great addition to the team. And he actually suffered a little bit from Ryder Cup itis. You know, really these last few European Tour qualifying events, he's played very well at the PGA Championship. Has played well in these FedEx Cup championships. Yeah, it's tied for I, seventh I, last week. Yeah, I really believe that uh, he should have been on that team. Uh, but obviously, you've got you know a, a team cohesion, uh, a mix. It's a chemistry mix now with personalities. So you've got some young bucks on that team. You've got some veterans, some grizzled veterans. Obviously, Sergio, Ian Poulter, they get the emotions. They get the chemistry going. You've got Henrik Stenson now on that team. He adds this sort of the ice man, you know, the very cold perfectionist, the executioner, if you will. And with Paul Casey, who's been playing, he's a a little sort of a, a junkyard dog, mean dog, who can really play. So along with Tommy Fleetwood and Terrell Hatton and Justin Rose and everyone else on the European squad, the Americans are going to have their hands full. And remember, they're playing on European soil. They're playing at Le Golf National outside Paris, France. So uh, it's going to be a, a real, real uh, bloodletting to me. Uh, and that's really what you know this competition is all about. It is one of the ultimate sporting uh, events in the world. I mean, we're talking World Cup, Super Bowl. We're now talking Ryder Cup. It's right up there with all the best of them. Agree. And, you know, we, we have to remember that fantastic duel between Phil Mickelson and Henrik Stenson for uh, the Open Championship. So, you know, Stenson being a major champion, certainly uh, it would be hard to overlook him as a pick. And, you know, when he's on, nobody can hit his irons crisper or straighter than Henrik Stenson. Well, I got to tell you, you know, eye to eyeball, when we talk mano y mano, uh, that's really what this Ryder Cup is all about. And I haven't really witnessed uh, a Ryder Cup for a long time, maybe in 1987, when the Europeans came to Muirfield Village and looked the Americans straight in the eye. Now, that's when they had Nick Faldo and Bernhard Longer and Ian Woosnan and you know Sam Torrance and all those guys on the team. They were looking at the Americans eyeball to eyeball. And I can't remember uh, a Ryder Cup that's more evenly matched than the one we're going to have here in just a few weeks over outside Paris. And, and it's going to be a, a really great event. Obviously now with you know Bryson, DeChambeau, Phil, and Tiger added to the mix. And hopefully they add one Tony Finau, which I think would be a great addition to be the 12th man on this team. So I, I will throw my hat in the ring for Tony Finau. What do you think? Uh, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, and I think he would be one to bet on this week to maybe just make that uh, an easy pick for Captain Furick if he, if he wins. You know, remembering a couple of the singles matches at Hazeltine, we had that great one between Rory McIlroy and Patrick Reed. We had uh, Phil Mickelson um, and uh, Garcia. There were some tremendous matches this is it's going to be super exciting at the end of well, September. It's going to be super exciting. When you've got somebody like Rory McIlroy on that eighth green, he makes that 75-foot bomb, and he's actually you know 
putting his hand to his ear and saying to the American crowd, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Well, that you know creates all the drama. And then not more than 15, 20 seconds later, Patrick Reed drops his matching birdie to have the hole on him. And in all good sportsmanship, they actually bumped, you know, hands at the end. They looked at each other and said, hey, that's, this is what it's all about. So, you know, it's very exciting. A lot of great stuff, you know, coming up here very soon. Well, speaking of great stuff, you've got a fantastic event coming up on Tuesday, September 18th. Tell our listeners a little bit about this event you're doing. Anybody with a high school golfer should be listening to uh, well, your, your, yes. your, your event. Well, this, you know, thank you so much for a great intro. It's going to be on Tuesday, September 18th at 7 o'clock. It's, you know, going to be at the First Academy Fieldhouse. And it's a program called Building the Winning Golfer. And it is, you know, open for all high school and junior golfers and their parents. So your parents and a golfer can come. You know, it's a very, very minimal fee, $99. You're going to hear me talk about creating a winning mindset. You're going to have Craig Tan on the speaker's dais. He's going to talk about building a winning brand. And we also have two great PGA and LPGA players coming. We have DA Points, you know, who's our local Orlandonian, who's won three times in the PGA and four times on the web.com. We also have a player I've done a lot of work with over the last couple of years, one of, you know, Europe's best. She's been on, you know, two Solheim Cup teams and two International Cup teams. And she also lives here in Orlando, Jody York Shadoff. And she's going to be coming back from playing in the Evian, the fifth major, this next week. And she's going to join us on stage along with DA. And Craig and I are going to talk about how we can help parents and their junior golfers really you know, reach that next plateau and get them in the winner's circle. And if people want to find out more, you can go to this website. Go to info, I-N-F-O, at can advisory.com that's can craig can k-a-n-n advisory.com and that's where you can get it you know can advisory.com and there's information there there's event in any uh, event bright link where you can get your tickets and if you buy your tickets you know uh, before you know the night of the presentation they're 99 dollars. they'll be 125 dollars you know for family at the door. So mother, father, son, and daughter, you can come for, for $99. If you buy it at the door, it's $125 cash and checks only at the door. We are not taking credit cards at the door. So All right. it's called Building the Winning Golfer. And thanks you know, so much for letting me do that. It's going to be a one-of-a-kind a event. Uh, you've got a couple of champions. You're going to have me talking about this great mindset. I've got to tell you, I know Craig, you know, is a great speaker. It's going to be a great entertaining evening. I'm so sure. If you've got a junior golfer or high school golfer, come on out. Awesome. Tuesday, September 18th, building the winning golfer with the one, the only Dr. Bob Winters. Thank you so much, Dr. Bob. And you can check out uh, finding a lesson with Dr. Bob at drbobwinters.com. Uh, very accessible and based right here at the David Ledbetter Academy. We've got more golf talk coming up. The Golf Insiders, stay with us. We'll be right back. We're back. The Golf Insiders, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G. 
And as I mentioned, uh, I'm back from a fabulous week up in beautiful Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where uh, over 3,000 golfers participated in the 35th annual Myrtle Beach World Amateur Championship. And my next guest, you know, this guy, grass does not grow under his feet. And he's got triplets at home. But the co-host of Morning Drive on the Golf Channel, Damon Hack, was up there along with me, helping to MC the World Am Championship. Did a fantastic job, and he's here to spend a few minutes with the Golf Insiders. Hi, Damon. How are you? Oh, doing well, my friend. You have uh, been a busy guy. Um, I know you were up there uh, emceeing, and uh, there were a lot of activities going on. And I believe it was uh, was it Greg Williams from Augusta, South Carolina, that that uh, was the final championship on final champion on Friday. That's right, and, and what a great few days that I had up there. Love my second year going and hanging out with people who absolutely love this game like you do. But to spend that time on some great golf courses, uh, I got to hang out. Uh, at the members club. Damon? Damon? We're, we're having a little trouble, trouble with your uh, phone there. Are you? Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, now now it's good. Now it's good. Yep. Uh, no, so... I was just saying, I had a great time up there hanging out with some some absolutely passionate golfers, and, and uh, obviously you were up there, and it was just neat to spend a few days. We did morning drive up there a couple of days, myself and Charlie Reinberg had an absolute blast. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Nothing m- more fun than that nineteenth hole. Uh, you know, some of the best food in Myrtle Beach. I had some of the best ribs ever on Monday night, and of course, uh, plenty of beer and uh, alcoholic beverages to keep everybody uh, on their game. Absolutely, it's really just one big, you know, happy place. Everybody plays golf all day in the evening. There's fun and games, and you've got the. Uh, different booths, kind of like a mini PGA merchandise show, as it were. Everyone gathered there to, to grow the game and celebrate the game and fantastic competitions, a neat raffle at the end of it all, some putt-putt competitions and closest to the pin competitions, and everybody already excited about uh, the 36th annual coming next year. Should be a lot of fun as well. Yeah, it was a, what, a 100-foot putt for, what, 10000 bucks? Yeah, yeah, it was one shot at $25,000. Uh, That's a pressure. Putt. Yeah, yeah, and then nobody made it this year, but uh, a good effort, and it was fun meeting people from all over. I mean, you're talking about 25 different countries represented in 49 of the 50 states uh, in our great nation, so really neat to see people coming in, people who you know never played in it before, people that are making their 30th appearance, just really, really a cross-section of people who love this game. Yep, and if you have any interest in playing in next year, just go to MyrtleBeachWorldAm.com. Let's talk about another big competition that's happening tonight, live on the Golf Channel, the Volvic World Long Drive Championship. And uh, we've got some Orlandoites in the uh, Open Division quarterfinal matches. Tim Burke and Maurice Allen, some pretty good sticks and well-known names in the Long Drive. Yeah, it's funny, Holly G. I was just at Dub's Dread with my boys hitting uh, some chip shots and some pitches and putts and and uh, and I you know paid my uh, large bucket fee and and the gentleman behind the counter says hey you know what do you think about Maurice Allen tonight and I'm like hey he's he's going to have a, a great opportunity but he does have the two-time Volvic World Long Drive champ Tim Burke that he has to get through Tim is a member of the Ritz um as uh, I am as well so neat to see some guys with some strong 
Orlando, Florida ties uh, hanging out at the Texas-Oklahoma border, 9 p.m. Eastern time on Golf Channel. going to be a lot of fun watching these guys you know, hit these tater shots and tape measure shots 400 yards plus. Yeah, and there's a guy from my hometown of Rochester, Ryan Steenberg, who's ranked uh, number fourth uh, in the championship. So I'm going to have my eye on him as a, as a homie. Big hitter, and they're coming from all over. Eddie Fernandez won the Masters division yesterday. You've got the women competing tonight, including Emily Tubert, who's on the LPGA Tour. So many neat stories, and it's kind of neat to see the growth of, of World Long Drive because, you know, like different things we see, nine-hole golf courses and six-hole and 12-hole and foot golf and PGA Junior League. To me, this is just one more way, like Top Golf, to, to, to grow the game. And it's neat to see, uh, you know, guys that are ex-firemen and baseball players like Tim Burke uh, get out there and, and really uh, smash the golf ball. Yeah, and a lot of people don't probably don't know this, but the long drive is not something new. This started back in 1976. This is the 43rd annual Long Drive Championship, and thanks to partnering up with the Golf Channel, you've taken this to a whole nother level. Well, it's neat to have someone like Art Selinger on the broadcast who was there nearly from the beginning of World Long Drive. And, heck, let's not forget that the PGA Championship, you know, back in the 60s had Long Drive contests during the during the week of the PGA. And now, of course, that's been brought back over the last few years as well. So, you know, people love the long ball. Everyone likes to see the long drive. Uh, people love seeing the big home runs in baseball. And, and people love seeing, you know, these guys absolutely move the golf ball. It should be a lot of fun under the lights in Thackerville, Oklahoma. Well, also, we had this morning on Morning Drive the announcement of the four captain's picks for the uh, European Ryder Cup team. And uh, I know you and I were on the same page about uh, Sergio. <laughs> I, I think that was a lock for Thomas Bjorn. Uh, I went a little different uh, with the Stenson pick. I was thinking he might be taking uh, Rafa Cabrero Bayo given his string of uh, great play. But another guy who probably wasn't on a lot of people's radars, this this Englishman, Matt Wallace, who just won again and uh, has had his uh, third win this year on the European Tour and is uh, up there in the race to Dubai. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, to think that a guy could win three times on a European Tour this season and not be on the team. Uh, it tells you that Thomas Bjorn wanted to go with the guys that, that he's familiar with. Three of his picks are guys who like Thomas Bjorn in their 40s, Ian Poulter, Paul Casey, and Henrik Stenson. Sergio Garcia is the baby at 38 years old among the four captains' picks, but all four of those players have history with Thomas Bjorn on the European Tour, on the Ryder Cup teams of the past. So even Sergio not being in great form, Henrik not being in great form, Thomas Bjorn was like, hey, I know what's in those guys' eyes, what's in their heart. Uh, how they'll bring their best to the Ryder Cup. Also an interesting point that Thomas said, Bjorn said on our show, that Justin Rose would be a little bit lost without Henrik Stenson, who's been his running mate, partner, Batman and Robin in the Ryder Cup for the last nearly a decade. They dueled for a gold medal in Rio. Uh, they're very, very close friends. So Bjorn was thinking big picture about the cohesion of the team and about pairings, which is why he went with someone like Henrik Stenson to bring him on board to play alongside Justin Rose. Yeah, a lot of strategy here. And uh, announcement of some additional vice captains. 
Zach Johnson, and the Golf Channel's very own David Duvall. Uh, exciting opportunity for those two. Really, really cool. Zach Johnson, David Duvall, and Matt Kuchar, three additional vice captains to kind of fill the role that Tiger Woods would have played. A Tiger, of course, will play. Uh, they'll join Davis Love the Third and Steve Stricker to make five vice captains to join Jim Furyk. Once again, uh, Jim Furyk going with guys who are peers. You know, Zach Johnson, part of his peer group. Uh, you know, David Duvall all but grew up uh, playing, you know, college golf and junior golf and, and young uh, professional golf. Furyk and David Duvall, and of course Matt Kuchar, everybody's best friend, ping pong partner, uh, will help keep the guys loose. He's been a part of these teams for a decade. He won't have his clubs, but he'll have. Uh, the, the the grin and the needle out to keep the guys loose in Paris. Yeah, I figured I figured Kuchar had to be involved, uh, you know, to keep uh, to keep the guys loose with with the ping pong paddles for sure. And it seems like that task force and the cohesiveness that they're you know using now in terms of the captainship and and where it's going in the future is is really uh, starting to gel. It really is. We're seeing the same names. And Davis Love the third commitment to the type are you can just stick kind of right down the pipeline. They're the future president's captains. Damon, I think we might have lost you. The last oh, there you are. Now it seems like everybody is pulling in the same direction and trying to bring that uh, back home from Paris. All right, Damon. Yep, I think we're just losing you a little bit there. So. Uh, if I could just get your final thoughts on the BMW Championship and who, uh, you're, who you're picking to win this week. It should be a great FedEx Cup playoff in Iran Mink. Oh, and I've lost her. Yep, I got gotcha. you. Oh, oh. You got to love going live. Well, I'm going with Tony Fino, and my second pick is Justin Rose. It's going to be a great Thursday morning at Aronimic BMW Championship, the third playoff of the PGA Tour and the FedEx Cup playoffs. Holly G, the Golf Insiders. We've got a tea time. We love you. Bye-bye.